Coming up, I'm going to give you eight reasons why you should quit your job real soon, if not today. And then, is it time for you to relocate to revive your professional journey where employees are moving and why? That's next. Helping you discover and do what you were born to do. We do it in a lot of different ways. We want you to figure out that why and then the where. You know what comes out of that? More money and more meaning. There you go. Let's talk about those of you who know it's time to quit and you need the push. Uh, This is a uh, traumatic thing, and I don't want to make light of it. Quitting your job is a very scary thing. And uh, and let me just also say, if you're new to the program, you know, I'm not a uh, a fan of the flaky walk away and quit just at the first sign of some sort of stress or at the first sign of difficulty. That's not what I prescribe. However, as a guy who grew up hearing my dad say at least 100,000 times, winners never quit and quitters never win. The bottom line is, while it was very motivational and I love my pop, that's not true. Winners know when to quit. They know where to quit. And they know how to quit. That's a fact. So, I'm going to give you some data here. And then I'm going to walk through eight reasons. I could probably come up with 80. But I came up with eight. And I put it out in an Instagram post. At Ken Coleman. If you want to check it out and follow me there. And and over a million people viewed it. It It was shared tens of thousands of times. And so I knew I was on to something. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, a survey by PwC, one of the big four consulting firms that uh, did a study on workplace and the future of work. They found that 25% of employees globally, that's not just the United States, globally, 25% of employees globally want to change jobs in the next 12 months. Now, if we look at Gen Z workers and millennials, they are the two largest demographics that want to shift. No surprise there at all. Specifically, Gen Z, these are workers, by the way, between the age of 18 and 26. They make up about 35% of those wanting to quit, while millennials, they are age 27 to 42, are another 31%. The most common reason cited by 44% of workers considering quitting their jobs is they feel overworked. Now, I'm going to pause here, okay? Do I think there's some snowflakery going on? Yes, I created the term. Uh, It's not a word. It should be a word. If you want to use it, please give me credit. I'd like to see it show up in some uh, urban dictionary. Snowflakery. What is snowflakery? It is the act of being a snowflake, which means you're just a little extra sensitive. You get your feelings hurt a little faster than other people. And you get tired and stressed out a little faster than other people. And you just need a little moment. And you just need everyone to understand that you have some snowflakery going on. (sighs) By the way, I realize, Alex, I can only even do that voice for like 10 seconds. And my body rejects it because I'm old school. Now, have a little bit of fun pointing out 
that there is some snowflakery going on here where we have a lack of grit because that's what it is. And by the way, it's not just Gen Z and millennials, my generation, Gen X, we've got gritless wonders as well. And so do my parents' generation, the boomers. Even the boomers have some gritless wonders. They do. So let's let's stop with the whole, like, people my age, I'm 49. Let's stop with the whole, like, it's always about the next generation below us that's just way worse than we are. It's just simply not true. I went to high school and college with some real losers. (laughs) Okay? It's just a fact. All right. Now. Now that I've covered that, the fact of the matter remains that coming out of the pandemic, we saw 4 million people quit the workforce and not come back. Then we saw the economy spit out 4 million new jobs. I'm rounding up and down because it's close enough. That's a net swing of 8 million jobs. It's pretty extraordinary. So you do need to understand that a lot of people are not snowflakes. They are overworked because what happened was they were left behind. The Great Resignation, we saw 40-plus million people change jobs in 2021. A staggering 58 million people change their jobs in 2022. People were left behind. We have the gap. We have more jobs available right now in this country than we do people who are unemployed willing to work. So that's what's caused wage pressures, which led to inflation. So just a quick kind of update. I talk about this a lot, but if you're new to the program, you need to understand this crap because politicians and the media aren't going to give it to you the way I give it to you. I give it to you straight. And I give it to you with some common sense. So we have a lot of people that are overburdened. Now, let's get to what I believe are eight clear reasons why you need to decide to quit But don't quit until we have something to quit to. What I don't like is people who run from something. I like people who run to something. There is maturity there. There is strategy there. All right, here we go. All right, this post, by the way, over a million views uh, on Instagram, at Ken Coleman, if you want to go check it out. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening via podcast and you think this is going to encourage yourself or other people, like Follow, share, subscribe, share this. Here we go. Number one, your work has given you large amounts of anxiety within the last three months. Might be thinking about quitting. Number two, you're not passionate about your day-to-day work. You feel like a zombie. Trying to make it to lunch. Trying to make it to quitting time. Number three, you're living for the weekend. You can't wait to get to happy hour on Friday to drink your face off to try to forget all of the negative from the week ahead, or the week behind you. Number four, you're not getting any opportunities for growth. Maybe you've been passed over multiple times. Maybe you haven't even been looked at for a promotion in a long time or ever. Number five, you just don't feel like you're a fit. You've been there long enough to know, you know what? The old phrase, birds of a feather flock together, doesn't apply to me. I stick out like a sore thumb. Maybe it's office culture. Maybe it's politics. Who knows? Maybe it's just not a good fit. Just the work itself. Number six, you rarely feel like you have a voice at all in meetings. You just don't have a voice. Nobody asks your opinion. When you give your opinion, it's like crickets. 
Number seven, you know, operating word folks, please, please, please have the maturity to hear what I'm saying. You know with real facts that you are not being fairly paid. You can look at the marketplace, someone with your skill and experience in your location, the average is much higher. You know for a fact, it's not a feeling. I'm not a feeling. No, no, no. You know that you aren't being paid fairly. That is a sign. And then number eight, you're listening to a show and going through a list like this to get confirmation that you need to quit. <laughs> I snuck that one in on you. If you were riveted and listening to that list, it's probably time for you to seek greener pastures, and I'm here to help. This is the Ken Coleman Show. many of you like when someone just gives you cash all right good we got a great group of people in the lobby watching the show hands were flying up i think one guy sprained his arm sir you should probably get that looked at that went up so quickly you're gonna at least need some sports cream on that a little bit later uh but certainly that's the deal by the way we all love free stuff because this same group and there's a great great looking group of people out here today watching the show live which by the way if you ever want to come watch the show uh, contact us, our, our main office. We'll see if we uh, make sure you know the schedule. We'd love to have you. Anyway, here's what I know. You could take perfectly normal, high-functioning people, like this great group of people in the lobby. This is a good-looking group of people. They can tell these people there's not a shady one in the bunch. These are good, fine folks. But if I put them in a, a room or an arena and we offer them a free T-shirt that they'll never wear and it may not even fit, watch them go bananas. Isn't that, isn't that funny? We love free stuff. So there's a setup. I'm not offering a T-shirt that doesn't fit and that you'll never wear. Right here in my hands. This, is, this has to be true. Dave had to approve of this. I'm giving away, we all are giving away Dave's money. I love giving away Dave's money. I have a spiritual gift of it. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, and so here it is. The Ramsey Cash giveaway is back. You could win one of our $500 weekly prizes or... A $3,000 grand prize. All you got to do is go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. Are you kidding me? I need to come up with an alias. I should enter to win this myself. But uh, I've got to come up with a fake account, uh, which I don't have the ability to do. I have ADHD. I'll never remember. All you got to do is go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway, come back, and enter daily for more chances to win. No purchase necessary. You've got to be 18 or older to win. So that's fun. Okay, uh, let's let's set the scene for where we are in this country. The economy is is very interesting. It's a bit of a roller coaster. There's a lot of good right now. There's some bad, and I love to keep you folks informed. I like to think of myself as a man of the people, and so we've got some data that you need to know about where workers are moving and why, and how does that affect you? Could you get left behind? Here we go. Uh, one in four U.S. home buyers want to move to a different city. Mortgage rates are at 20-year highs. And because of that, more people are looking to relocate. Where are they relocating? Let's just look at regions. The South, hey, y'all, it's nice down here. But if you're going to come here, please vote the way we vote because there's a reason why it is the way it is. 
I'm feeling froggy today. I don't mind saying it. It's true. I'll get to more of that in a moment. Some of you go, well, Ken, are you getting political? No, I'm not. I'm not going to endorse one party or the other. I'm going to give you the facts, and you can take from that what you will. Some of you will be offended, but it's good for you. 26% of property search queries at online real estate brokerage Redfin are for cities where potential home buyers don't live. This is the highest percentage since 2017 when they started measuring this. So a lot of people are going, I don't think I want to live where I am. They're not looking locally. All right. This is fun. The number one city. Now, this is according to Redfin. So you've got you know your Zillows. You've got your Realtor.com. But this is, again, going to be pretty representative of where people are. The number one city that people are searching, Las Vegas. Now, housing is 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 much cheaper in Las Vegas for people who live on the West Coast, and that's what you're seeing. But I just want you all to know, I went to a, uh, I went to an NBA summer league uh, leadership uh, networking thing uh, about two weeks ago. It was 107 degrees. I went outside for two minutes at one point, and my hair product melted. First world problems, I know, but I'm just pointing out that's pretty hot. All right, Phoenix, number two, Tampa, Florida, number three, Orlando, Florida, number four. Somehow Sacramento, California snuck in here in the top five. I don't understand that. Uh, Sarasota, Florida, number six, Cape Coral, Florida, number seven, Dallas, Texas, eight, Miami, Florida, nine, Houston, ten. Do you see a pattern there? You see a lot of Florida. You see some Texas. But let me tell you what the real pattern is. Two things. Number one, Lower taxes. These are states with no income tax. And number two, lower home prices. Now, the largest number of potential out of town home buyers are from Los Angeles, duh, <laughs> Seattle, New York, and Chicago. The 10 cities with the largest amount of people leaving are San Francisco, duh, they got needles on the street for crying out loud. New York, what's going on in New York? It's now become a crime haven. Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Boston, Seattle, Hartford, Connecticut, Denver, and Detroit. Now, I'm just going to I'm going to sidestep a statement and I'm going to ask you all to do some research, okay? Top 10 cities where people are leaving, I just gave them to you. San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Boston, Seattle, Hartford, Connecticut, Denver, Detroit. I want you all to look up each of those cities and find out what party the mayor of those cities represents. I just want you to do it on your own. Okay, I'll move on. Now, more. And I'm going somewhere with this. Households that are earning $200,000 or more are flocking to these 10 states. Five are in the South. Just 12% of U.S. households earn $200,000. So I understand that just on those numbers alone, a lot of you are going, I'm not in that. But I'm going somewhere with this. Where are the high earners? The people you want to be around. High earners do two things. They lift us. They spend more, which is good for the local economy. They create jobs. They're go-getters. I want to hang around go-getters, not losers. How many of you want to live with a bunch of losers around you? Crickets, that's what I thought. 
Where's my sound effect? I missed my sound effect. How many want to live around losers? That's what I thought. The 10 most popular states for high earners are, these are $200,000 or more, Florida, Texas, North Carolina, Arizona, South Carolina, Tennessee, yeehaw, Nevada, Idaho, Colorado, Utah. Okay? Now, these are the states where high earn. Now, cost of living, yes, they can handle it, but they're looking for tax breaks. They're looking for better jobs because that's where you make the money. All right, now, I'm moving on. Last story I got to give to you. The number one city to find a remote job because I know there's a lot of you out there that watch and listen and, and you're still wanting to hold on to that remote job. So I thought, well, this is interesting. I want to see where the landscape of America is shifting because it matters to you. It matters to you. Where is opportunity? I want to be going to the land of opportunity, right? That's why I'm sharing all of this. I don't want to get left behind. Ten cities with the highest percentage of remote jobs. Washington, D.C. Now, again, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is not a political statement. It's just a fact. The mayor of D.C., has been the most aggressive mayor in the country when it comes to masking, social distancing, vax requirements, all that. And so most of your D.C. workers, folks, most, the the overwhelming majority, we're talking way up close to 100%, not 100%, but are working remote. Congress probably as well supposedly where they're supposed to be working for the people, we don't even see them. San Francisco, why would anybody want to leave their house in San Francisco? I don't want to dodge needles on the sidewalk. Do you? Chicago, again, two re- Chicago's got crime issues out the wazoo, and you get to about October and it's freezing. Why would you want to go outside and have your eyelids frozen to the top of your head? I don't want that. Atlanta, Phoenix, and New York, the rest of the cities uh, are international cities. So there's where your remote jobs are uh, because you have most, you have a higher percentage of companies that are based there that are promoting and are okay with remote work. So there you go. That's what you need to know to do what you want to do. Don't move. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Welcome back to the Ken Coleman Show, where we help you do what you were born to do. And let me just tell you something. When you figure out the what and the where, it's going to change your life. You're not going to be miserable. You're not going to be longing for other things. You're going to be able to take home some great energy and juice as opposed to stress. So welcome aboard. Hey, if you're enjoying the program and it is helping you, if you're watching via YouTube, would you do me a favor and help us grow? You can do that by liking the video you're watching, subscribing to the channel, and then sharing with somebody you believe it will help via the podcast app that you were listening. Uh, Please give us a follow 
and uh, a five-star review and share as well. Thank you very much. Let's go to Cleveland, Ohio, and Tyler is joining us there. Tyler, how can I help? Hey, Ken. How are you doing today? I'm living the dream. What are you doing? I am trying to get clear. Good. Yeah. So basically what I've got going on is I'm working for a local company, uh, excellent company. They take good care of their people. Um, but I'm finding that the work that I'm doing just isn't scratching that itch. It's, it's no longer challenging. I'm becoming, I guess, bored for lack of a better way of saying it. Okay. Let me ask Uh, you this. Uh, how long have you been doing this job? And at any point, was it scratching the itch? I started the job in May. Um, and when I first started, it was, and I think there was a couple things that were, it was scratching. The schedule was consistent Monday through Friday. Okay. Uh, the expectations were clear. Uh, I was given a list of responsibilities and expectations. I took that list and I ran with it. Um, and one of my uh, missions is efficiency that mm-hmm. I learned. Um, and I've now become very efficient at that list. And I'm like, all right, now what? Um, and I've been asking for more, um, but it's really like the, the actual work. So it's a facilities maintenance position. Um, so you like that kind of work. If, if, if I had, if the schedule was still consistent, if the expectations were still clear and you had some new challenges, would you be on the phone with me right now? See, I don't know. Cause now I'm starting to question if, if maintenance or working in the trades even is the thing. Okay, great. All right, this is this is all good because because we got to figure out what's really going on here because there's no there's no question that schedule you're an efficiency guy, mm-hmm. right? You took the get clear assessment, I hope. Yes, I did. And your top missional result, the results that really fire you up, is efficiency. Is that true? That's true. All right, so I can tell you right now, a person who's driven to create efficiency. Once you start throwing inconsistency at that person, they start breaking out in a rash. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah, man. Yeah. What's going on? Right? That's what's going on inside of you. It's just, it's just like you're freaking out a little bit, yeah? Yeah, yeah I'm freaking out. I, I get I'm it. looking for something to do. I'm, I get yeah. it. All right, so that's part of the issue. Um, but sounds like passion. Do you love maintenance type work? I mean, what what kind of work do you really love doing? What'd your assessment say? Top three passions. Uh, so three passions are promoting, researching, and making. Interesting. Promoting, researching, and making. So the making is you like making, you like building, fixing things, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The researching is related to that, is my guess. Uh, yeah, well, I spend most of my day listening to like educational, informational podcasts and things like that. Right. That's, that's research. And you like Mm -hmm. taking knowledge and then doing something with your hands. True? False? Sort of? Kind of? Yeah. Sort of, kind of. And then I also like to, you know, tell other people that it might help them. There's the promoting. um, There's the promoting. So your top three, that's what promoting means in your score and your assessment results. Mm -hmm. You love sharing something that you believe in is going to help people. Yes, sir. And that's where the researching comes in because you got to get to a point where you go, I know that I know that I know that I can put my name on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. And then there needs to be a level of, of you need to be working with your hands. 
You need to be, that's the making side of things. Now, we could flip that. It doesn't have to always be with your hands, but it might be you're involved in the, let's call building a process, maybe not a machine. Is that, is that? Yeah. I actually found an old notebook the other day and I had this mind map and in the middle of the mind map, it said efficiency. And it was all around figuring out how the current place where I was working at the time could be better efficient. Okay. So now we're on to something. So I think the work that fires you up. So let, let me put it this way. And I want the rest of our audience to understand this. The world of work can be divided into just four basic types of work. Okay, think of these as large buckets. Every job in the world would fall in one of these four buckets. Okay, so these are types of work. First one, no particular order, is people work. Okay, the second would be process work. The third would be idea work. And the fourth would be things. And when I say things, that means you're working with your hands, you're building, fixing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so your assessment scores are telling me that you're very processed. The work you really love most would be process work. Yeah, I'm constantly thinking about how, yeah. how things work, how it could Great. be better. Great. Mm-hmm. So your get clear assessment, this is why I built this tool, folks. It's a measurement tool. It measures who you are, shows you where you are. This tells me you need to be promoting a process that you have researched and created or helped create. And if you're doing Mm -hmm. that with the whole goal of making a system work better, you are going to be on fire. Does that make sense? It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's what we're looking for. There's our job description. (laughs) I'm not kidding. So you could, so let's forget job title and let's even forget career path for a moment because it's less about Mm -hmm. those things. So, for instance, you could be in project management and probably be very, very happy. Mm -hmm. But you could take project management and move up the ladder and move into a a chief operations officer, a C-suite role one day. I just think for you, you've got to understand, you need to be on a ladder that takes you into work where, again, you're making that purpose statement come alive, using what you do best. To do work you I think love. I'm hitting a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've hit a ceiling where you are without question. That job, if you look at your purpose statement as a job description, it doesn't exist for you where you are. True or false? True. It's time to fly. Time to fly, little yeah. bird. So let's go find it. And so we talk about getting clear. You and I just spent a little bit of time getting clear on the type of work that'll fire you up, that you'll win in. And so now we got to find it and what is it what do i need to do to get qualified doesn't necessarily mean a degree but might be a project management course as an example uh might mm-hmm. be another certification as an example but that's your next step you got to look for opportunities that are out there and then see what qualifications do i have or not have and now we do that and once we take care of that we're able to step in make sense uh yeah i guess well, no, wait a second. You, Tyler, you want me to just tell you, go do this, no, but that's not I my mean, job. I guess I do a little bit. Oh, I know like, you do. I think that's like the efficiency and like... Yeah, but here's like the deal. Logic, like, there's a process. Guys that are efficiency-driven, right. there's a process. I wrote a book called From Paycheck to Purpose. Do you have it? Uh, yeah, I got the audio book and I already listened through it. Well, my friend, there's the process. Get clear, get qualified, get connected, get started. You aren't done with Get Clear yet. 
you got to actually no. go find jobs that are out there in the Cleveland, Ohio area, or if you're willing to look regionally or nationally, you got to go find what's out there. And now we get mm-hmm. after it. So I can't do that for you. I can't handhold you. But I just, I'm telling Amen. you, get back to your assessment results. The purpose statement is the job description for you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're going to step into that right away, but at least it, it is nothing. It is a mountaintop, if nothing else. So now, in order to scale that mountain to get there, what does that look like? You're very capable of researching that. It's one of your top things you love to do. So now you're researching one of your most favorite topics of all time, your future. Mm-hmm. Come, come on, Tyler. Go get it, my friend. You got this. This is The Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.